Hello, and welcome to the Slow Style Home Podcast. If you don't want a cookie-cutter, generic home, and instead you want a beautiful, meaningful home that's layered with personality, then you are going to be so inspired by the conversations we have on this show. We talk about why the environments we create matter and how to set up our rooms to evoke specific feelings and experiences that are right for you wherever you are in your life right now. I'm Zandra, your host and creator of the Slow Style Home Framework that teaches you how to make really thoughtful and informed decisions about your home rather than chasing current trends that may not last or staying stuck with rooms you hate, feeling overwhelmed with too many choices. Right now, when you join our monthly membership, the Slow Style Society, you'll get a personalized deep dive into your vision of what a dream home looks and feels like. And together, we'll come up with a plan on how to achieve that. If that sounds pretty awesome to you, go to slowstylehome.com and click on Join the Society for all of the details. I'll tell you a little bit more about it later on. Right now, let's just jump into today's episode. Hi, we're Karen June and Zandra of Little Yellow Couch. Welcome to our fifth season of the Style Matters podcast. This show is for people with real lives and real homes, the kinds of lives and homes that have constraints, are sometimes messy, and never perfect. But despite all of this, if you're still obsessed with creating a home you love, this podcast is for you. And this season, we want to hear from you. If you're struggling with some aspect of your home, maybe we can help. We'll be answering your questions in our upcoming episodes. So email us at info at littleyellowcouch.com and feel free to ask us anything. This week, we talk with Hannah Russell, co-founder of Lair, an online curated marketplace of vintage items based in London. The items for sale are bought and sold by professional antiquarians, but anyone can apply to be a seller, much like eBay. Unlike eBay, Lair is set up more like a fantastic thrift store or antiques shop with a charming atmosphere. Hannah and her co-founder sister, Faith Russell, are passionate about design and how the shoppers will incorporate their purchases into their homes. Hannah and Faith believe the best way for your home to tell your story is to layer it with history, the kind of history that is a mix of your own experiences and those of the objects and furniture themselves. We are so happy to have Hannah with us today to talk about buying, styling, and living with vintage. We love that your mission uh, for your business layer is to connect buyers and sellers of pre-loved furniture, lighting, mirrors, art, home accessories, everything. Uh, and we'd love if you could tell us a bit about why this mission is important to you uh, and how Layer was founded. So sort of give us your background story. Sure. Um, I mean, firstly, the reason that it's really important to us is, is for two reasons. Is Firstly, that there was nowhere really out there doing it. So um, sourcing things, um, sourcing secondhand furniture. There's, there's obviously eBay or there's these amazing flea markets where you go in person and, you know, you get up at 4.30 AM to drive out to, to <laughs> Surrey and go to Kempton market. And it's an amazing experience, but for lots of people that isn't possible every week. Right. Um, and you know, there's, there's these amazing pieces that are out there and there was nowhere really online that, that we felt that was really kind of 
bringing a bit of fun back to vintage furniture and and kind of fulfilling that need for people who are sat behind a laptop but do want to browse really beautiful things as you would in a flea market. Um, and kind of tying into that, the second reason that we really thought it was important was that these pieces are already out there in the world. They're, you know, they're, they're made, they were built to last, you know, the, the kind of the design methods of old were so time and set time intensive and so, um, kind of high quality that these pieces will last for, you know, tens, twenties, hundreds of years. Um, and rather than manufacturing, loads and loads of loads of new furniture we really think that these pieces should be kind of given their time and they may not be right for the person in their current home but there'll always be a new home for it somewhere so we really wanted to kind of move away from mass producing things and consumerism and and kind of look to kind of re-love things again yeah Absolutely. Well, we're, we we certainly are right there with you on all of that. And also, I think you're right about, I mean, there's eBay, but it's so big. It's so broad. Um, your your site feels very curated to us. It feels, it, it, it feels more like a shopping experience where you, like you said, you go into a flea market, or you go into a beautiful Absolutely. boutique, whereas at, at eBay is pretty, I don't know, mechanical and yeah everything on layer is really highly curated and we work with um professional sellers of furniture so we have kind of people who do this for a living it's their bed and bread and butter to go out and source furniture from france and belgium and denmark and america and everywhere and um and then they need some some way to sell it so a lot of these sellers professional sellers of furniture kind of they love the chase that's really <laughs> that's why they got into it They've heard about this amazing table that's located down some lane in some farm in France, and they've got to go and find that table. But then the kind of online side of things, you know, it, it's not really why they got into the business. So so that's where we come in for them, um, for professional sellers. But we also allow um, individuals, so, you know, anyone like you or me to list a piece for sale on Leia. Um, and once it's approved by our curators, it then reaches our audience. And that's really where, actually, we've been really overwhelmed with the demand. Mm, that's wonderful. And the name, I, I, don't, I, I'm, I love the name of your company, Layer, because the ultimate destination for these, play, for these pieces is someone's home, which, you know, we believe is, is best, it tells one story best when it is layered with with beautiful um, pieces that you've collected over time that have their own stories in them. And so I was sort of assuming that that's kind of was your idea f- for the name as well. Are we, are we close? Definitely. And you couldn't have described it better. So I probably won't re-describe it. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, my next question uh, was how do you envision a space with, with layers of say different eras because you do, or, or, um, or provenances, because you do cover, you know, like you just said, different countries, different styles, different eras. Do you have any tips for how people can layer things in their homes? Definitely. I think we have said this from the very beginning, and it's how we've gone about decorating our own home and how we would always advise anyone to is just buy things that you love. And it really, that's where the kind of the continuity comes from in your home. So, you know, I have some really old, beautiful French antique mirrors in the same room as a mid-century um, German desk. And and I think if, if the theme is that you, you know, you've really seen this piece and you've fallen in love with it and it means something to you, then I think that's enough. Um, so for us kind of layering different styles, we just, we're, we're totally into that. I think, you know, Art Deco is having a bit of a moment at the moment and I just can't get enough of it. So there's loads of little 
art deco pieces that I, I really want to pick up and I would be more than happy to kind of you know, stick those on top of my mid-century sideboard or next to some really beautiful modernist artwork or whatever it is, I think, yeah, by your heart. Right. I think a lot of times uh, people don't know exactly where to start. And when they look at a piece, they may fall in love with it, but then they sort of panic. Where is this going to go? How am I going to use this? And you've created the most amazing resource of interviews with designers as well as uh, informational uh, blog posts uh, about uh, different types of furniture, different styles. And I was just wondering if you could uh, sort of expand on that a little bit and tell us a little bit about uh, your blog. Definitely. I think that kind of comes back to what we really wanted to create at the beginning, which was as much as possible to recreate that flea market feeling or that kind of that feeling where you have a bit of context around buying something, because like you said, you might, you you know, you might fall in love with something, but you then don't know where it's from, or you don't know, you want to know a bit more about how it fits into the whole kind of design history and, and, you know, how you could experiment with this. And so we actually started out as a blog um, and we started blogging long before um, we started the marketplace and the marketplace kind of actually grew out of a demand um, from the blog. So we started doing our meet the trader interviews um, and going and, and just meeting up with with sellers of furniture and taking pictures of their spaces and chatting to them about where they source things from and their favorite designs. And the, the most frequently asked emails that we received was, this is great, but where do I buy it? Uh-huh. And I want that thing. And, you know, people zooming into photos saying, I can see that thing behind the other <laughs> in the corner under the, you know, under the light. Where do I get that thing? Um, we love working with interior designers. There's just so, so many amazing kind of stylists and designers out there who we, we collaborate with and we showcase their designs, particularly when they, like us, like to kind of merge old with new and play around with different styles. So... Well, I, just looking at one of your blog posts called "How to Master the Vintage Industrial Look," what's so great about it is that you have you have the tips if someone is actually creating their own, say, loft space. You know, you talk about looking at the bones of your place and the floor plan and all of that. But then you, it's it's sprinkled in with um, g- general ideas about what to look for, but then very specific things you can buy right then and there. And I think that that's really helpful for people who have kind of um, really honed in on what style that they want to create, what feeling they want to create in their home, but again, don't necessarily know where to find the pieces that would do that. And so this just sort of puts the two right together, which is just a great, like Karen said, a great resource. Well, Um, thank you. Yeah, because it's not just about buy, buy, buy. It's not just about the pieces themselves. It's really about how to incorporate them into a home. Absolutely. And I think kind of part of what we do with designers when we interview them as well is is get to get them to pick a piece of furniture from layer or lighting or a mirror or art and then talk about how they would style it and the different ways that you could incorporate it into your home. And that's quite a popular feature as well, because it's kind of advice coming straight from the horse's mouth from a, you know, a wonderful designer um, who's chosen something on layer. And then they give you a few tips on how to how to style it or where to put it in your home is always quite nice. Yes, that is super helpful. And it's like, you know, little, there are little mini lessons, you know, about the, the history of the Chesterfield sofa, but how it can work in a modern space or, you know, a particular kind of Italian um, design that you might not know much about or how to use it. So it's, it's really, it's a really great resource. Thank you. 
So what are some of your favorite uh, go-to styles? Like uh, when you see, are there certain pieces that you see that, that you just can't resist? <laughs> oh my God, all the time. It's such <laughs> hazard it's a nightmare (laughs) um because obviously we kind of see and approve everything that goes onto the website so you just it's overwhelming I want everything um (laughs) I am particularly obsessed with art deco at the moment so I just think it's it's so beautiful um there's just such you know really really beautiful high quality pieces with beautiful clean lines um with that kind of they just always have that kind of dash of luxury um, so I'm really, yeah, I'm really obsessed with, um, art deco at the moment. Yeah. Kind of previously I've been really into lots of mid-century stuff. Um, but I mean, sometimes you just completely surprise yourself and you're just falling that, you know, I, I hadn't really thought that traditional antiques were really my bag, but you know, you'll get a really, really beautiful traditional desk onto the website and you just think, Oh my God, that is amazing. It's just so kind of beautifully made and ornate and delicate at the same time and you just fall in love with things so yeah it's a very dangerous job I can only imagine (laughs) I I literally poured through every category on your site I think I have looked at everything that's on there right now and and I'm swooning over so many pieces and of course uh, you know our our business name is Little Yellow Couch, and uh, you have this amazing yellow Italian 1950s sofa. <laughs> I yeah, I've had my eye on that one for a while. It's really lovely. It is so <laughs> lovely, so inviting. So I mean, it would just be the star of any room. So yeah. and we're a little biased here, but <laughs> <laughs> we think everyone needs a little yellow couch. But <laughs> totally, totally. So um, I want to ask something really specific. You have a series about, um, I don't know if you do it every year or if you just did it this past year, but um, on Christmas, it's, you know, the first, second, third, whatever layer of Christmas. And I just wondered um, if you have any ideas or tips on how to bring in vintage uh, to your home to make it particularly festive at the holidays. Oh, good. Good question. Um, I think so, so some of the really beautiful kind of decorative objects that we have on the website, I think are really lovely for festive kind of decoration. So things like candelabras, um, we sold something recently that was a, a really lovely, actually, um, vintage French, uh, kind of, it was, it was previously a hanging cup candelabra. Um, and it was all, it was bronze and it was really ornate with different roses and flowers and leaves kind of all um created out of bronze and and then previously i think it was um electrified but we sold it to someone and they were using it um to stick kind of thin stemmed candles in it so stuff like that i think is really lovely so you know well and i think also during the holidays there's just there's already sort of this built-in feeling of heirlooms and tradition and you know, so I, I think even someone that might have a more modern space, bringing vintage things in during the holidays, I think, is really fitting. So Definitely. I think it, it adds a kind of another layer. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the questions that you get from uh, customers as far as sort of where to get started if, if they've fallen in love with a piece but they're not sure how it's going to work in their space 
Yeah, I, I mean, we have a lot of interaction with customers. So I think possibly this is something that is um, specific to buying vintage because I think a lot of people, there's there's for a long time been quite an aura of maybe snobbery around antiques yeah. and maybe like, you know, you don't want to get it wrong. You know, people like dealing with people. Um, yes. We're, we're an online world, but people still, you know, want to have a chat with someone about, oh, you know, there's these two lights and they're both really nice, but can I send you a photo of my space and, you know, let me, you know, hear your opinion on which one you think will look will look nicest. You're like vintage furniture matchmakers. Yeah. <laughs> it is, well, I love that you've said that because that's um, actually a campaign that we're going to run. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. We, we, um, we're the dating website for the furniture industry is, is how we're currently. Oh, I love it. So, <laughs> great. <laughs> So uh, another question sort of more on the design side as well. Um, do you have any any uh, tips for helping people um, mix these vintage pieces with modern living? I mean, mm-hmm. are, there, are there things that people struggle with a little bit uh, in terms of living with, with maybe, you know, s- you know, how to deal with smaller scale furniture or, yeah. you know, there's no place to stick my, my computer or my iPhone? No, definitely, definitely. It's so, it's so interesting. It's so stuff that we're kind of wrestling with at the moment is, you know, finding things like um, narrow sets of narrow bedside tables are really tricky to come across. So uh. it, it things like that that you kind of, you, you realize how um, worthwhile some of these pieces are. But for example, there's lots of really beautiful French antique um, narrow bedside tables. So if you're looking for specific measurements, like really narrow pieces, then we know that there's a particular style of, of French antique bedside tables, which were, you know, for a long time built really narrowly. So that's, huh. that's kind of really good to know. And then things like, you know, using mid-century sideboards as TV cabinets, that's been really great. And people love that because you can stick all your wiring and all your kind of horrible TV boxes uh, <laughs> way behind yeah. the full cupboard and then have all the wires kind of wired out the back. So right, like, things like that are really relevant to modern living. I'm trying to think what else is. Um, well, you sort of, it's interesting, you sort of flipped my question around instead of saying what, I was saying, you know, how do you deal with the difficulties of living with vintage furniture, but you're saying that the, the sometimes the vintage pieces are so much better suited for, Definitely. to either be repurposed in a new way or just better suited for modern living, which I love. It's a, yeah. I, I'm trying to think what any of the difficulties would be of kind of incorporating these pieces into your home, but, you know. The the one I hear the most is from men who are larger, um, you know, taller. They just, you know, then mean men over time have gotten to be a bit taller than they used to be. And so sitting on chairs, you know, I might fall in love with dining room chairs that are old. And, you know, my husband will say, well, you know, a lot of people aren't going to be comfortable in these. And so, I mean, one solution, I suppose, is just to buy buy one of the chairs to have it as a side chair for somebody else in your living room as opposed to making it the, the dining room chair if you really love it. Yes, definitely. I think, you know, you can buy some of these pieces in, in ones and twos and stick one as a, you know, a little chair in a bathroom as a, for you to sit on when you're getting ready and then stick another one downstairs as a side chair. I think right. it's even just using, you know, if you're kind of uncertain about kind of going the whole hog with vintage I think even just using them as little accent pieces is such a nice way to incorporate it and it doesn't then feel like oh my god I've got to go and take the risk with these you know 
set of eight vintage dining chairs that I'm not sure are going to work. Yeah. Just buy a couple of pieces and see if they work. And then, and then I think you kind of, you kind of get used to it and you realize it's actually not that different from just buying, buying furniture. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think the difference is patience. I think that when you are in a mode where you feel like, okay, I've got a dinner party coming up and I need all new dining room chairs, then, you know, you're probably going to want to go the quickest, fastest way, which might be something modern and mass produced. But if you have the time and you're patient, I think you're much more likely to find something you truly love. I totally agree. And I think it pays off. I think, you know, you can have those pieces that are kind of like holding pieces and you know, everybody can't kind of move into their house or redecorate their house and have everything that they've dreamed dreamed of all at once. But right. I think if you have something in your mind and, you know, there are so many pieces in the back of my mind that I'm like sort of silently keeping an eye out for because I know one day I'll want them. Um, and, and you can always replace kind of older pieces with, with these new finds that you, that you love. And I mean, also just move things around. Oh my God, my house is a constant kind of moving show home because I just I like to (laughs) shift pieces around as I'm sure you guys do as well yes yeah we do too you know people come home and they're like what is going (laughs) on what room am I in now where's the chair that I really loved and I think that's half the fun is just buying things that you love and then knowing you can put them in different places in the house yes oh definitely so we wanted to ask you a question that that is also the title of our show style matters clearly it it matters to you personally and you've created a business that reflects that but why you know sort of getting down to the roots of it does style matter to you it's such a good question um I think style in your home style to me it's just so important. Your surroundings have such a huge impact on the way you feel about things, your mental health, your kind of your general outlook on life. And I personally believe that style and, you know, creating a space that you love kind of integral where you, where you nest and where you live and where you kind of express yourself, I think just, yeah, has massive repercussions on, on the way that you live the rest of your life. So I think creating a safe, a space that you feel safe in and that has lots of things that you love in, um, including people is, is really important. Mm. Xandra and I feel the same way that our homes, we, we want to express ourselves here in our spaces, just, you know, at the, at the, the smallest point, just for ourselves. Then I think also it, it affects not only how people feel when they come into our homes, but I think how often we're willing to invite people into our homes. Yeah. Uh, and that's a big part of that, that people part that you were talking about, not just the people that we live with, but also the people that we bring into our spaces. Well, thank you so much. We, we are just fairly excited to share this, this resource with everybody. And the photos are gorgeous. The pieces are so beautifully curated. So we're, we're just really excited. Oh, thank you guys so much. It's been so enjoyable. Thanks so much for listening. If you've liked what you've heard, we'd really appreciate if you take a moment to rate us on iTunes. And if you'd like more fearless decorating ideas from Little Yellow Couch, sign up for our newsletter at littleyellowcouch.com and you'll receive our free e-magazine called Five Ways to Decorate with Books. Connection, style, substance. That's Little Yellow Couch. 
thanks so much for listening. I know your time is valuable and I really do appreciate you spending it with me. And please, please, please take a minute to leave a review for Slow Style Home wherever you get your podcasts. It honestly does help keep this show on the air and your feedback is highly valuable to me. Have a great day and I'll be back in your earbuds soon. Bye for now.